Welcome to Rekindled Faith with Melanie Bierda. Whether you've been wrestling with questions, facing doubt, or simply just uninspired, let's dive into what it means to be authentic followers of Christ. One thing I really appreciate about Christianity is that there is no cookie cutter option available for Christians. We are such a diverse group of people. Something that I've noticed both among new believers and longtime believers is that sometimes we can have an expectation that as a Christian, our life is supposed to be easier. And when we face trials and hardship, we get a little bit frustrated with the fact that we have to go through things. Of course, I'm also aware of the fact that there are Christians that are so deeply rooted in their faith, in their relationship with God, that even when trials and tribulations come, even when the storm rages on around them, they stay firmly planted and they always are just filled with this overwhelming sense of joy, even in the face of adversity, because of the fact that they are continuing to be deeply rooted in their relationship with God. I don't know about you, but I have met very few of those types of Christians in my walk, but they have been such pivotal moments in my own relationship with God of being the examples of what my relationship can be like if I put the work in and if I choose to seek God on a regular basis, not just yesterday, not just 10 years ago, but every day. There has definitely been a time in my life where I had a lot of resentment for those people. I didn't really understand why it is that they were so alive and on fire and rejoicing even in the midst of the storm, it made no sense to me. And I hated that because I wanted that and I felt like God was holding back from me what he was freely giving to other people. I had a desire to know God and I had a relationship with God, but still I had this kind of comparison, I guess, with other people that maybe had been Christians longer or knew more about the word. And I wanted what they had. And even watching people walk through adversity, just the gracefulness of walking through the storms of life with such a desire to continue seeking out the heart of God in the midst of even the biggest problems. Meanwhile, I felt like I was getting destroyed by any little storm that came my way. I had no peace because anytime the winds picked up, I would start freaking out. Maybe you can relate. The thing is that I wanted what they had, but I didn't want to do the work that they did in order to get to where they were in their relationship with God, in their understanding of faith, But I also had this assumption that even if they were facing trials, because they were doing it so graciously, that it must not hurt very much, or it must not be as hard as I would think it would be. And that was kind of an interesting thought for me, because I had an entitlement with me at that point in time where I expected that Jesus was supposed to make my life easier. I had the perception that because I had struggled for so long and so hard, wrestled with my insecurity wrestled with my fear of rejection, abandonment, and I just wanted to be made whole in an instant. And I thought that that's what would happen when I said yes to Christ. And because it didn't happen right away, I spent a lot of time resenting other people that seemed to have it all together, while at the same time desiring exactly what it was that they had. I was jealous because I had a longing in my heart to know God as they knew God. This is the messy part where we become spiritually complacent in our pursuit of finding a relationship with God. Whether you're a new believer or a longtime believer that's just lost the spark and the desire to dig in, or perhaps you've had some life circumstances that have just really tossed you through the ringer, how do we overcome spiritual complacency? 
we must be willing to adopt disciplines that will allow God to show up in our life. The discipline of showing up to a church on a regular basis, not because it's an obligation or a chore, but because we are genuinely desiring to figure it out, to find a relationship with God, and to see what it is that he has for us there. We must choose to go to church without the expectation of a perfect place. The reality is that there are broken people that go to church. We ourselves are broken people. We are not perfect. None of us are perfect. We must ask God to open up our heart to receiving the message that we can from the pastor that is serving. The spiritual discipline of walking with another believer. Even through our doubts and our struggles and our complacency, we can find the hands of friends within the church. But keep in mind, it's really easy to find somebody to co-sign all of our crap. That's not what you want if you're trying to establish a better relationship with God. You want to seek out somebody that is displaying the fruits of the Spirit. Find one of those rare people that have the relationship with God that you want to have. Then invite them out for coffee. This doesn't mean that you have to open up entirely to some stranger on the street if you don't feel led to do so. But even if you're able to share a little bit about what's going on in your life to create this division, what's going on to draw you away from Christ, and maybe find some tools that will help draw you back into the arms of the only one that can sustain you. Proverbs 12:15 says, The way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. And of course we have the old classics of spiritual discipline, which is, you guessed it, dig into the word that God has written specifically with you in mind. That is an intimate love story of how he has been seeking after the heart of people since day one. I used to think that the Bible was incredibly boring. Now, I can't get enough of it. And I actually look forward to spending time in the word. I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, sometimes 5 in the morning. But the point is that I wake up before my kids wake up, before my husband wakes up, to carve out the time to spend in the word. Now, obviously, if you're not an early bird like I am, then you don't have to wake up at 4.30. Maybe some other time frame in the morning works for you. Maybe you don't have kids. Maybe you do have kids. Maybe you can read it together as a family. Or maybe you can even listen to it in your car as you're driving to or from work or some activity. There are different options today in the wonderful time frame of 2024, but the point is that you are getting into the word, getting into the story that God created for you, that you've been created to be a part of. And of course, read it within the context of which it was written. Jesus meets us in the word. The next classic, the next classic spiritual discipline. Yes, yes, yes. It's communicating with God through prayer. Prayer is a conversation that we get to have with God on a regular basis, whether we're washing the bathtub, doing laundry, driving to work, while you're at work, talking with customers, clients, maybe you're dealing with someone that's really quite upset and you're ready to blow your top at them. You can step into that conversation with God at any point of your day. Honestly, I've gone through seasons in my faith journey where I've literally yelled at God while driving my car down the highway. God can take your anger. He can take your emotions, whether you're happy, sad, or just straight out mad. He can handle those emotions. He gave you those emotions. Don't hear me wrong. I'm not saying that you should start raging at God all the time. I'm not saying that you should give way to your anger. But I do want you to recognize that however you're feeling right now, he knows exactly what's going on. And he desires that you would step into relationship with him and share that with him. Another spiritual discipline that we must have is being willing and open to receiving correction. Whether that's from someone that we've entrusted our complacency story to, or if that's coming from the Holy Spirit himself. 
It doesn't feel good to receive correction or conviction from the Holy Spirit. You have to understand that that is a part of the refining process. If you want to get to where those rare Christians are, you know, the ones we talked about in the beginning, the ones that are just passionately in love with Jesus, regardless of what kind of crap is coming their way, the ones that are rejoicing in the storm and praising him from the rooftops and shouting his name from the mountains. And we're just like, what's wrong with you? Why are you so happy all the time? Life sucks. If you want to get to where they are, then you must be willing to do the work that they did to get there. I was really good at sitting on the pity pot. You could call me the pity pot queen. I would always be complaining about how others have it so easy, how it's completely unfair. And all that time, I was not doing anything to push myself in the direction that I actually wanted to go. I just allowed myself to be consumed by the waves that were crashing around me. Complacency kills relationships complacency will kill your relationship with God. And at some point in time, you're going to have to choose between bitterness or revival. That rests on you. God is already showing up. You've already received an invitation to the party. Don't do what I did and take forever to cash that in. We have to be willing to show up to the party. To become deeply rooted, you need to learn how to stand firm in the storm. But in order to do that, you need to learn how to see Christ in the midst of the storm. And you can start that right now. Today is the day that you can start to see Christ in the midst of the storm. The spiritual pain that we sometimes have to endure tells us something. God is refining you. He's redefining you as a child of the one true king. And there are going to be moments in life where you're going to be isolated in that, where you're going to feel like you've been rejected from those around you, and where you're going to feel like you have to walk alone. But it's in those moments, in the wilderness, in the valley, that you must learn how to see Christ. Did you know that the human brain automatically looks for threats and negativity as a means to protect itself? We have to retrain our brain to look for the good and the positive in life. And we have to do that for our relationship with God too. I used to sit on my pity pot and complain about all the things that everybody else was doing or got. And not once did I actually get up and do something. And I blamed God for that. I blamed God for my circumstances. I blamed God for my own complacency which obviously is not at all his fault. I had to actively pursue positivity, thinking positively, looking for the good, looking for where God's hand has moved in my life, looking to see the miracles that he has done in my life, looking for the good in every situation because I didn't want to have to survive. I didn't want to have to always be looking at the negative. It was consuming me. And you don't have to live like that either. Every single seasoned believer that you've seen has also been exactly right where you are in your relationship with God right now, because the reality is that we go through seasons of faith. At some point, we have to make the decision to actually show up to the party that we've been invited to go to. You need to stop overcomplicating what it is that God is asking of you. Having a relationship with God is much like having a relationship with anybody in your life. In order to have a deep and meaningful relationship, you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable, to open up, and to communicate. Remember that there are no cookie-cutter Christians. 
We are all so very different. We have all walked through different seasons of our faith. Some of them will resemble what others have walked through. Some of them may not. And that's the beauty of God's creation, that he has uniquely made every single one of us. But at the heart, we were created on purpose for purpose by God that wants to have a relationship with us. And not only that, that he's invited us into a family, into the church, into the body of Christ in order that we can come alongside each other. You have been invited into a family. A family that goes beyond the brokenness of this world. A family that is eternal. Remember that complacency is a relationship killer. There are no cookie-cutter Christians. We come from all different walks of life. We all have a story to tell. But we were all created to live in relationship with Christ, to live in relationship with each other, and to proclaim the good news. If you are currently struggling, you already know the basic tools to get yourself out of complacency. Read the word, spend time in prayer, talk to a trusted friend, and of course, talk to God. Allow him the space to show up as he knows that he needs to. Whether or not you believe it at this very moment, you do not walk alone. You walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. Now get your butt to the party.